Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. Fruity living! All right. We're all about the fruit for the next two weeks. Fruity living. Fruity living. That's what God has for you. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be really vulnerable with you guys right here (laughs) at this moment. We don't feel very prepared to talk tonight. Uh, We've been preparing and we've been working on it. And it's like it comes and then it leaves and we're like, what are we talking about? And then it comes, we're like, yeah, we totally got it now. And then it leaves and we're like, oh, we got nothing. So you guys ever have that? Yeah. Not it's like you're doing homework and you're project, like, got it. And then you don't. Did study for that test. Well, so, even when you did study for it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, it's just not sticking. So uh, we need your grace tonight as we uh, go through this. But here's what we believe. God has given us a word. Uh, we were praying and asking God what he wanted us to speak about last week. And God very clearly uh, told us that he wants us to speak on abiding in Christ and the fruits of the Spirit. Um, And we're going to be speaking straight out of the Bible. And we know that when we um, do what Jesus tells us to do, and we read from his word that he moves in power, and uh, whether we're up here floundering like a couple of seals, God is still going to speak. And uh, so... Anyways, just to get that out of the way, give us some grace this evening. Uh, would you guys like to hear a little story from my past, though? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of like an embarrassing story. So this is like me being vulnerable times two tonight. Uh, so most of you guys maybe are a little bit like young to uh, uh, know this or like be super aware of it, but um, you guys all just like wear your seatbelts now, right? For the most part, because it's the law, you and should. if you don't wear your seatbelts, like you get pulled over, and you get a ticket, right? Okay, so I grew up uh, late '90s, early 2000s, and it wasn't illegal to not wear your seatbelt. So I like didn't really grow up wearing my seatbelt, and I know you're all giving me like the frowny face now. I don't need that. I don't need that. That's not the point of the story. Uh, I grew up not really wearing my seatbelt. Okay, so. Uh, in like 2010, 2011, 2012, something like that, the government passed a law that said everybody has to wear your seatbelt or else you'll get a ticket. Okay? Raise your hand if you like remember that. Yeah, nobody, re- only the adults in the room really remember that. You may remember that. You're so old. Uh, anyways, they passed this law and now I had to go from not wearing my seatbelt to wearing my seatbelt. But the difference was that I, didn't not, I still didn't wear my seatbelt, okay? Just because somebody told me to didn't mean that I was going to. Um, so anyways, I'm about 19 years old, and I'm driving to work, and I get pulled over by an unmarked police car. Right? Because my eyes are peeled for the police, but you know, when they hit you with an unmarked car, they're going to get you, right? So I got pulled over, and I was pretty sure why I was getting pulled over, because I wasn't wearing my seatbelt, so I quick threw my seatbelt on. Yeah, yeah, just don't, don't, don't take life advice from me right now, other than to follow the rules not. and regulations of the land, okay? This is what it's not. Yeah, this was before I had the nickname Pastor Mike, okay? Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I get pulled over by an unmarked police car, throw my seatbelt on real quick, he comes up to the door, and what do they say? They say, do you know why I'm pulling you over this morning? Oh, right, right. No, sir, I, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm not sure why you're pulling me over. And he said, uh, it's because you weren't wearing your seatbelt. And I'm like, but officer, 
I'm wearing my seatbelt. And he's like, no, I know that you put that on right before I pulled you over because I saw you not wearing your seatbelt. And I was like, no, I was wearing my seatbelt. You're calling me a liar and I'm, that's just not okay. Okay. So I was wearing my seatbelt. And uh, he got a little, you know, a little aggressive with me. So that made me a little bit angry, a little bit angry. So I got a little bit angry with him and got a little aggressive with him and uh, started calling him names that you really shouldn't call police and saying words that Christians really don't like to use. Uh, uh, not quite, not quite. So anyways, he says, all right, I don't care what you're saying, you're a liar and I'm gonna give you a ticket. And so as I'm still yelling at him, he goes back to his car, he writes me up a ticket. I had to pay $120 because I wasn't wearing my seatbelt and uh, continued to go after him verbally to the point where he gave me the ticket and was walking back to his car and I was continuing to yell at him and he nearly turned around to, to pull me out of my car and teach me a lesson, okay? I did not go to jail, but couple more words than I probably would have. Dang. Okay? <laughs> not, not a pretty time in my life. Not a time that I look back on and go, like, really proud of that moment. That is, yeah, fruity living and what it is not. And Abby, you can put that list up on the screen. And maybe you guys have remember seeing this kind of list when Rachel was here talking about identity. But probably everyone in this room can and has a story or can remember a time where you wish you probably would have acted different or responded differently or maybe you wish your life was going in a different direction like michael in that story was definitely over definitely this, hitting like 50 percent of those this right there. list like just throwing f-bombs and just anger arising right and we have all been there michael's not the only one that has been on this side actually all of us at one point in our life before jesus we walk in this but when we give jesus our life we are now made completely new but maybe and i don't know what you're coming in here tonight it can be all over the board maybe you're in here tonight and we just got done with the sex series maybe you're in here tonight and you struggle with lustful thoughts and pornography or sending inappropriate snapchats maybe you've been doing that and 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 that's where your struggle is maybe you're in here and um chasing after things instead of god i know that that was my life completely in high school all i cared about i was here every wednesday and sunday morning but i was chasing after everything but jesus whether that's boys or um athletics or academics or um the latest fashion you name it, money, video games, popularity. Maybe you're chasing after something that's not Jesus. Maybe you're sitting in here and someone got in your way or someone ticked you off and you, and you blew up on them. I don't know if you have a sibling in here that really just throws you off the wall. Lily, no, I'm just kidding. I love you, dude, I love you. You do not throw me off the wall. But seriously, that's a thing, right? Siblings, like, Maybe that just drives you up the wall. Maybe, maybe you spend so much time with your friends at the lunch table talking about someone else and gossiping about them. Maybe you're in here tonight and you're struggling with that. Or, I don't know, maybe you wake up every morning and you have to fight panic attacks or anxiety attacks because the pressures of the world seem so heavy on you. That could be you. You could be in here and 
struggling with fitting in with the right crowd or just going with the flow and falling into temptation that saying no to drugs and wild partying, like you find yourself with the wrong people. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you struggle with loving your parents. Maybe you really, really hate your parents and you disrespect them or your teachers and authority in your life. Whatever you're coming in here tonight, all of us can look at that list and be like, we've been there or we are there right now and we find ourselves there often. But the sweet thing that Jesus has spoken to us to speak to you and it's just his words is that there's, so, there's freedom from that. And the thing is, I know you guys probably know that, but this is a lifelong process. And Michael and I, I'm 25 and I still need to hear this thing that this is what he planted in us, okay? These are the seeds of the fruit of the Spirit, and I know you guys know that. Um, Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I don't know about you, but I want that, okay? I, I, I want peace in my life. Okay, I bet there's some of you in here that was like, that's like, I'm, I could use a little bit of peace in my life. Or, man, I wake up and I don't know the last time I felt joy. Like, life kind of just sucks. Life is hard. Man, I want some joy. I want some goodness. I want contentment. I want to walk to school. I want confidence. And I'm not feeling that. I hear that from a lot of teenagers your age and the friends that you're around. Even people that say they believe in Jesus, but they walk with their head hang, hung low and they're not walking in joy. But guess what? When you say yes to Jesus, this is the awesome news, this is the good news, is that when you say yes to Jesus, when you step into relationship with Jesus Christ, so take a minute and think about the day that you said yes to Jesus, the day you said, I want him, my life is for him, it's not for myself anymore, it's for Jesus. The day you did that, guess what? He planted those seeds in you. He gave them to you. Free gift, handed all of those over to you. And the thing is, that's who you are. So guess what? If you're struggling with depression or anxiety or self-esteem or temptation, this is who you are, you are not that. You are not that old list, the fruits of the flesh. You are not that. You have love in you. So those of you that are in here and sitting, I cannot, my parents are so hard to love. Or I have friends that really make me mad. Guess what? That's not who you are. You have love in you. If you wake up tomorrow and you're sad and you walk those halls with your hood up and your head down, guess what? That's not who you are. When you said yes to Jesus, he gave you joy. You're not working for it, he gave it to you. You have it in you, okay? This is your identity. It, it is, it's just a fact of life. When you say yes to Jesus, this is who you are. Okay, but this is where these seeds, they may be very teeny tiny in your life. They're there, they're in you but they have to grow, right? So here's how they grow, babe. How do, how do they grow? Yeah, so um, if you have a Bible, uh, open up to John 15. Yeah. 
And uh, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the fruit and what that looks like in our life. But tonight, we want to look at how do we pursue the fruit of the Spirit? How do we pursue uh, having that in our life? So John 15, verses 1 through 8. If you have a journal or notes on your phone, you should just write this chapter down. Write down John 15 and, and go home and read it later. It's such a good chapter. Read it every week, every day, every morning. But this, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. Yeah basically telling them how to live. Mm -hmm. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So Jesus is kind of giving a, a little bit of a, a, an analogy here, an example. Uh, he's, talking about, he's talking about vines and trees and, and, and things that are growing, things in nature that, that are alive. And he says, he says, in nature we see that if a branch is not connected to a tree, if a, if a branch is not connected to a vine, it's dead, right? And it can't bear any fruit. Can we make these bear fruit? Can we, can we make leaves grow on this, this branch here? Yes. We can try and pretend. You can tape. We, we could tape an, a paper apple on here. We could tape some, some green pieces of paper on here. Or, uh, we could make it look like this is bearing fruit. We could artificially make that happen. But this is a dead branch. Why, why is this a dead branch? It's not connected to a tree. It's not connected to a plant. It's not connected to a vine. It's been cut off. It's not, it's not connected. When this was connected, all these little things were green and, and they were alive. There was life coursing through this branch. There was water flowing through it. There was, there was green stuff. There was life flowing through this. But then it was cut off and the life is no longer in this branch. It's a dead branch. Jesus is saying, you are a branch, okay? I am, I'm, Jesus is the tree. Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the plant. And in him there is life. In him there is living water. And if you stay connected to him, if we abide in him, he said, he uses that word abide, if we stay connected to him, life courses through our veins. Yeah. Life courses through our bodies. Mm -hmm. We have everything that we need mm -hmm. to live. Mm -hmm. And that... Uh, this branch, when it was connected to a plant, what did it have to do? It didn't have to do anything. 
because it was connected to the vine. All of that, all that this branch has to try and do is stay connected to the vine. It doesn't have to try and make fruit. It doesn't have to try to make green leaves come off of it. Because without the, without the tree, this branch can't do anything. It's, it's worthless. It, can't, it has no life potential in this. The life potential comes from the roots and from the water and from the, the rest of the tree. So if this isn't connected to that, there's nothing that this can do to bear fruit. But if it's connected to that tree, if it's connected to that root system and, and getting that water, fruit automatically appears on this branch. Right. Life automatically comes out of this branch. So in the same way, when we stay connected to Christ, we don't have to try and produce this fruit in us. We don't have to, we don't have to necessarily uh, focus all of our attention on, man, I just, I just got to try and be more loving. I got to just try and have peace in my life. I got to just try to have self-control. Kind of like a self-help, like if I try harder, maybe then I'll, I'll get it figured out. Jesus says that if you are not connected to me, you can't do any of that stuff. You can try, but none of that is going to work. <clears throat> so, um, this word abide, in the Greek, it's, it's meno, and it's a verb. A verb is an action. And what it means is, is to stay, or to be continually present. So when Jesus says, abide in me. He says, I want you to stay with me. I want you to continually be present with me. And it's an action. It's not just like, it's not like it, it requires effort. It's not work. We, we can't confuse effort and work. Okay. When we're trying to work to get all these things and trying like self-help, but it requires effort, just like it requires effort to brush your teeth just like it requires effort to scroll through Instagram, just like it requires effort to go to a movie. Right, that's the cool thing about the fruits of the spirit is you don't have to leave this place thinking, okay, I just, can you put that list back up, Abby? I don't have to, I just, I'm just gonna, tomorrow I'm just gonna do this, okay? That's the difference between work and effort. You're not, you are not bearing fruit, bearing fruit comes naturally. So you're not gonna leave this room and go to the grocery store and buy fruit. You're not gonna go just do that. Or you're not gonna go to the orchard and be a laborer and pick the fruit off of it. No, when you abide in Christ, when you stay connected to him like a tree, the, the living water flows through you and it just happens, right? Apple trees come back every year because water and the nutrition flows through them, and then there's apples, okay? So that's the difference there, is work versus effort. You're not going to pick fruit. You're going, as you abide in Christ, as you stay connected to him, you will bear fruit. It, does that make sense? Like, like uh, an apple tree in an orchard, if it's not bearing fruit, it doesn't just pull itself out of the ground and walk to the uh, grocery store and buy apples and stick it on itself, right? What naturally happens with a tree is that when it needs life, its root system go down so that it can reach water, okay? So in the same way, when we're, not, when we're needing these things in our life, we don't just like uproot ourselves and wake up one morning and say, all right, well, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna have self-control this morning. I am just going to be peaceful. 
No, we need to send our roots down into the living So water. what are you abiding in? That's the question too. So what are you abiding in? Because as Christ followers, as we say, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you say you serve the God you serve, what does your, your life resemble? Right? Am I jumping too ahead of the game? But what are we abiding in? Because if this is our life, or we're spending time seeing this come out of our life, I don't know where this branch is connected to. Right? Like, if this is your life, if that's what's coming out of your life, where are you getting it's gonna be this that that if you if you live this life it leads to death it leads to this branch there's no life flowing through it but if you abide are you abiding in Christ do you see this in your life and that is what is produced when you stay close to Christ so you can ask yourself examine your heart tonight what list am I is coming out of me yeah, I think what Jesus is ultimately saying in this passage, he's saying that the, the very key to life, the one key to life, is to stay connected to Christ. The one key in, to life, to having a successful, to having a, 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 a full life, is to stay connected to Christ, to abide in him, to stay with him, to continually be present with him. Um, Psalm uh, 1, verses 1 through 3 says, Blessed are those who do not walk in step with the wicked, but who delight in the word of the Lord and meditate on his word day and night. They are like a tree planted by streams of water, which bears fruit in season. Um, we, we are like that tree. We are planted by a stream of living water, and abiding with God, abiding in Christ, is delighting in who he is. It's being totally, like, sold out for who he is. Being totally, totally immersed in what he has for you. Not just like, not just like, here's my Jesus shelf, and my friend shelf, and my work shelf. Being totally, totally, completely encapsulated in what he has for you. And meditating on his word. Um, meditate, like, not just reading the Bible, like, check it off. It did, read my Bible today, and now I can move on. But, like, living by what the Word says, by, by dwelling on this passage that we're reading in John 15 and going, what does this mean for my life? If Jesus is saying, this is the key to life, and I want that, I better study that, and I better, I better delight in that. I better, I better chew on every word that's there. It's, it's not a, following Christ is not a formula about like, wake up, read your Bible for 15 minutes, go on with the rest of your day and say a good night prayer. It's about the continual devotion, um, which maybe sounds a little heavy to you, but it, it's so freeing, it's so life-giving that when everything that you do flows out of uh, what you're receiving from Christ, when everything that you're receiving is this, how many of you want your life to look like this, right? And, and how many of you want your life to look like that? That life sucks over there. Like, it straight up sucks. <laughs> it may sucks. be fun for a season, but it, like I said, it, it leads to death. It's just what God says. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So wake up tomorrow morning knowing that if you're living apart from him, you can do nothing. You can keep trying. 
but I guarantee you, you will not be satisfied in life, you will not be happy in life, and you will get to the end of your life and look back and be like, that was it? That was it? God has more for you guys. God has more for you guys, so that they're, that, that's what's so sweet about this, this, this whole thing about fruity living, is that this is an invitation to be set free completely, because there is a river of water waiting to give you life. Okay, there is a river of water when you, when, you want to, when you are ready, effort, like Michael said, just like it takes effort to brush your teeth, you actually have to move your hand and brush it, like effort to stay connected, not work, but stay connected and abiding in him, you will bear fruit and you will have life abundantly. Abundantly, enjoy abundantly, peace. That is so out of control. That's what he has for you. The water is just waiting to soak you up, <laughs> like for real. It really is, it really is an invitation for you. So now what? Like what are the practical steps? We just came up with two, and there's so many, but one, find a mentor. That's huge. There's so many leaders in here. You, God never meant for you to do life alone, so stop trying to do it by yourself, okay? Stop trying to do it by yourself. There's mentors in here that want to help you abide in Christ because it's not easy. It's a lifelong process. So, so go up to a leader. Go up to somebody in church on Sunday that you look up to and say, hey, meet with me every week. Meet with me every other week because I need help abiding. There's no, you don't look weak for doing that. Dude, that's actually super mature and dude, yeah, hats off to you if you do that because at your age, if you find a mentor, you will go far in life and with Jesus. And it's much easier to abide when you have a team, an army behind you. Yeah, if you want to go somewhere that you've never been before, you need to find someone who's been there ahead of you. That's good. And number two, find time, and you've heard this before, but find time to soak up that water. Find time to soak up that water. And I'm saying soak up that water because oftentimes Christians here go read your Bible. But guess what? God is so much bigger than just reading your Bible. And hear me out when I say this. That is so important. But there's also different. There's people in here that are creative. You like to draw. You like to go out in nature. You like to hunt. You like to fish. You like to um, draw calligraphy. You like to play sports. God can meet you in that. Can you believe that? Like he can meet you in that. So maybe you go out and shoot some hoops and God meets you in that. Or maybe you, you go out and you cast out a line and God can speak, speak to you. Maybe you go out for a walk and you look at a tree and he speaks to you. And if you need ideas, ask us. Because oftentimes we hear, sit in your room and read your Bible and you fail at that, like a New Year's resolution. You do it for a week and then you fail, right? Well, God has other thousands and thousands and thousands of ways that you can get in God's word and you can grow. And those are some practical steps. Find a mentor, find time, put it in your schedule. Don't let your schedule um, be in control of you. How about you be in control of your schedule? Don't let your schedule be the center of your life. Let Jesus Christ be the center of your life. And that fruit will come out. That fruit will come out. So there's this guy, I don't know, if you probably have heard of him, Eric Samuel Tim. But he answers this question so well, and culture is asking this question all the time. Listen to this question. Can I be blank and still be a Christian? 
Everybody listening to me? Can I be blank and still be a Christian? Can you put that list back up? Can I be angry at my parents and still be a Christian? Can I be jealous of that girl next to me and still be a Christian? Can I go to wild parties and still be a Christian? Can I do drugs and still be a Christian? Can I look at pornography and still be a Christian? Can I think of myself? Can I live my own life? Can I do what I want to do and still be a Christian? Yes. Yes, you can. Can you stay that way? No. You can't. Coming to Jesus is one thing. Becoming like Jesus is another. Listen closely. Coming to Jesus is one thing. Becoming like Jesus is another. Can I be blank and still be a Christian? Yes. Can I stay that way? No. And becoming like Jesus is going to take your whole entire life. Okay? You cannot remain, listen to this, you cannot remain who you are in any area of your life that the Holy Spirit is working to change. Okay? When you say yes to Jesus, when you step into that relationship with Jesus, it's essential for change. Right? There is going to be growth. Fruit is going to grow. Things are going to change. So listen, God's grace can meet anyone where they're at. If you are in here tonight and you're looking at this list and you're like, I'm there and I'm there. Jeez, man, I'm half this list. Oh my gosh, I'm, I have this whole list. God's grace can meet you where you're at tonight. And be honest about that. God's grace can meet you there. But the truth will refuse to leave you there. That's the thing. The truth will refuse to leave you there. So can you be a Christian and be here? Yes, but can you stay that way? No. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay? And we just want to close tonight. That's what God's put on our heart for you. He loves you. And he wants you free from that. He wants you completely free from that. And I just can only imagine, you guys, I can only imagine what would it be like if we walked our hallways, if we woke up tomorrow morning so focused, so ready to abide in Christ, what would our school look like? What would our friend group look like? What would our lunch table look like? What about work? What about our families? What about your own personal life? What would it look like if we were to wake up and be like, I'm abiding in Christ because apart from him, I can do nothing. What would it look like? Because it says you will know them by your fruit. So the world is watching you. The world sees you. And they know that you say that you serve this God that you serve. And they will know you by your fruit. So God wants, to wants you to examine your heart tonight. He wants you to be serious about it, and he doesn't want to leave you here, okay? He wants to set you free. Um, so if you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, 
uh, I want to give you that opportunity tonight. And I'm not talking about if you uh, have parents who are Christians or you've gone to church for your whole life um, or if you know a lot about God. I'm talking about if you have a relationship with Jesus uh, and you are desiring to abide in him. Um, so everybody just go ahead and close your eyes. We're just going to receive from the Lord right now. The gospel is that um, we, have, we are all broken. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all so unworthy. We have no chance of getting into heaven. We have no chance of knowing God except through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him would have eternal life And the Bible says that salvation is a free gift. Salvation is not something that you work for. Salvation is not something that you're good enough for. Salvation is not something that you get your life together and then come to church and receive prayer from a pastor. Salvation, salvation came in the form of Jesus forgiving a prostitute. Jesus, salvation came in the form of Jesus forgiving a murderer on death row. So wherever you fit in that spectrum, Jesus has forgiven you and all you have to do is receive it.